everyone, and welcome back to That's Lame, the question podcast for horse girls from horse girls. Welcome back, everyone, with your hosts, Evelina Shree and Jonathan and Baker. I didn't do the big girl then. <laughs> I like when you do that. <laughs> Happy Easter Monday, everyone. Happy Easter. Yeah, that's when this episode is going to be released. I know. It's not Easter yet for us. It's the day before Good Friday. I, oh my God, tomorrow we can eat chocolate. I know. I'm so oh, excited. Oh my God. I feel like it's gone really fast. I feel like it's not sinking in at all and that tomorrow I'm just going to still be like doing Lent. You're just going to forget, aren't yeah. you? <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not allowed it. Because it's been like so long Yeah. of thinking, oh yeah, I'll just have it. And then you're like, no, no, actually I can't have it. Yeah, I think I'm going to have a Bailey's hot chocolate in the morning. Really? Yeah, I'm going to do it. I don't think I'm going to do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll, I will try and have some chocolate yeah. tomorrow. What's your Easter plans? So, obviously, working on the yard on Friday and Saturday. What a good Friday that's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> and then on Sunday, I've got basically all my family coming home. We're going to have a nice like, Sunday lunch, I think. And then Monday, I think it's just a chill bank holiday. Like, my family don't go, like, crazy over Easter with plans. No, mine don't. We just do, like, a nice meal and that sort of... And try and all be there. Do you eat lamb? No, I don't think no. so. I don't I, know what we're having, actually. Yeah, I don't eat lamb. But that's, like, an Easter thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's like it is, having actually. having a roast lamb. Yeah, no, we don't do that. No. And lamb's, like, the one meat that I don't eat. Because I just look at them bouncing in the field and I'm like, you're way too cute to eat. To be fair, I'm the same. When I was little, I didn't understand. No. So I like ate lamb. But now I'm a bit like, that's a bit weird, like morally. But yeah, yeah. I remember when I was a kid, like I had this little girl, I think I was like reception age and we were playing with like a farm animal set and she was like, do you know that's meat? And I didn't know because I was like three. Yeah. Because there is a point when you find out. Yeah, yeah. When you worked out. And I was like what and she like pointed at a little toy pig and was like that's bacon <laughs> oh my god and I remember going home and, and we had like sausages that night and I was like I'm not eating this no and my mum was like don't be ridiculous you're eating it otherwise you're not having anything was that a life-changing <laughs> moment for you it was like mind-blowing yeah. I remember that moment so I mean the fact that I've remembered it <laughs> yeah I'm 24 <laughs> and that happened when I was like three years old <laughs> I was just so shocked it that was is funny yeah that is funny. Okay, so what's been lame recently? I don't think I've had anything really go that badly this week. Yeah. I think we've got a lot to look forward to the next coming week. So I think even if like I've had a bit of a bad day because I've got so much to look forward to, it's sort of like not it's that fine. bad. Yeah. yeah. I had an interesting April Fool's Day. Oh, yeah. I hate April Fool's Day, but... I am a very gullible person in that if someone tells me something, I have no reason to believe that it wouldn't be true. And <laughs> I got really badly gotten mm. because my aunt told me that, okay, so where we live is a very cute little village in the Chilterns. And, you know, every now and then we do get celebrities in the village. Like we've got a couple neighbours who are you know, Grammy winners and stuff like that. It's a very touristy area because The Vicar of Dibley was filmed here. Mm -hmm. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, Goodnight Mr. Tom. Yeah. So like we get a lot of people come from wherever just to walk around the village because it's very scenic and very pretty. Yeah, which has its benefits and its setback. We never hack on the weekends. We cannot hack at the or weekends. Actually, 
like for instance this Easter weekend don't go out like I'm hacking <laughs> tomorrow one of the young horses but yeah. I'm going at like the crack of dawn yeah okay so anyway my aunt comes over and she goes oh my god you won't believe what I've just heard and I was like what and she was like Harry and Megan have brought the windmill <laughs> and I was like oh my god really because okay so there's a windmill on top of the hill from Chichi Bang Bang, very cute, very quaint, has a house behind it. She goes, yeah, they've brought it and they've brought the deeds to the road and they're going to close the road completely. It's such a niche, like, <laughs> like how did she think of I that? I have no idea. But anyway, I was like, oh my God. And there's like one road that we can get our horse box out of because the roads around here are so tiny as well. So there's this one road goes past the back of the windmill and I was like oh my god we're not gonna be able to get our lorry out that's gonna be a nightmare like how competing this yeah I was like how are we gonna what are we gonna do we're gonna have to sell the lorry and I was just going on and on I was like and then I was like gosh Harry and Megan won't even like it there because there's a footpath right by the house like what's going on and then my aunt then went April Fool's and I was literally like you could have kept that going for a good year and I would have believed you to be fair, though, I don't think that's that, like, unbelievable. It's not. It's really not. Like, maybe, actually, Harry and Meghan, maybe. But sort of like a celebrity. Um, I, I don't think that's that unbelievable. No, we've got celebrities that literally, literally live in the village. Yeah. I think they're in the village group chat. Oh, it's all popping up. <laughs> yeah. Whenever, they, whenever we are hacking and we do pass said celebrity I'm always like put on my like Hollywood smile and I'm like hi <laughs> I'm from away go through some like scenes yeah Orlando Bloom used to live in the village like next to us um this is when I was more like age 12 and I always used to dream that I'd be cantering in the woods and I'd fall off and the only place I could go was his house and then he'd fall in love with me Unfortunately, it didn't happen. Um, bit of an age gap as well. Yeah, I mean, I might have been a bit older than 12. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but also in my head, he had like a long wig on. He was actually Legolas. Oh. Uh, in, in my head not, as well. Not from, what's it? Will from Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, I mean, he was all of them. He was all of them. You could be his Captain Jack. Sparrow. Uh, no, I'd be not his, Keira Knightley. I'd be his Elizabeth would, No, you wouldn't. Oh. You'd be Captain Jack Sparrow. Oh my God, okay. <laughs> it's gone on such a tangent. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Alrighty then, guys. Dilemma time. Dilemma number one. Thoughts on getting someone else to ride slash train your horse when you can't. For example... You're doing A-levels. So my thoughts are, if you can afford it, go and get it done. Yeah, I think it's better for your horse to be in consistent work rather than constantly picking them up and putting them down. Yeah, and especially if you have, you know, like, I hate things like A-levels and GCSEs <laughs> because they're so, like, right before summer as well. So I always used to find that you'd be like in the preparation for your summer competitions, but you'd also be having to do exams at the same time, which I always found so annoying. And obviously I always prioritise one over the other, which I'm not really sure I should recommend <laughs> on this podcast. But in the past, I've had horses come into the training with me and their riders and owners have been doing exams. And it's always worked out really well, to be fair, because then they come up as and when they can. Their horse stays in consistent work, like you said. They can still aim for competitions when they're finished. And it's kind of like a weight off their back. You know, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, I was about to say, because it doesn't necessarily mean that you're never going to see your horse. If it was me and I was doing A-levels, I would sort of arrange to have a professional 
I'm going to emphasize that. Maybe try and school my horse once or twice a week. And then I would think, right, then I'll ride both days on the weekend and then try and fit in like a lunge or like a quick hack. And I think when you break it down like that, that's really manageable. Yeah, I would say the main thing is if you can financially afford it, because obviously if you're paying, if you're wanting someone to ride your horse, you do need to be paying them. Yeah, I couldn't afford it when I was doing A-levels. But then I'm very lucky in that we had our horses sort of at home. So I would either wake up before school or after school. Do you reckon if you hadn't done that, you would have done better in your exams? No. No, because I... you're just so smart. I'm very intelligent. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, because I still worked really hard. I still studied. I think it's all about just planning your time appropriately so for me I would still do about six hours of revision a day but yeah. I would timetable it God, that's intense though, yeah no I worked hard but I but I had to you know because I'm not I'm not stupid but I'm not like academically gifted I've had to work for it you know like I'm a bit dyslexic and all of that so I've had to really sort of grind but I would say it's just about timetabling your day but like you said if you've got the finances to afford somebody to ride them for you I think that's a definite because it just takes so much pressure off you but in saying that I still think riding during the week is so good for your mental health that actually it keeps your morale and your work ethic going because it gives you that motivation you need a break when you're studying you need to do something different you need to do something that forces your mind to think about something else because I would always get so stuck in revising and riding was actually the only thing that I would do that would completely take my mind off the stress of exams. Because if you're watching TV or reading a book, you can still sit there and because it's a passive activity, you can still sit there and think about the stress of exams. Whereas with riding, I just would go so tunnel vision on the session that afterwards I just feel so much better. So I definitely still think time, you know, schedule your time to still ride your own horse for definite. I think that's such a good point. That's really good well done oh thank you (laughs) I'm blushing (laughs) yeah and I would also say I definitely went the other way when I was at school in that I just did no revision Mm. and that definitely I wouldn't say it's like affected me too much but like the exam results that I got probably don't reflect actually like what I could have been capable of in that I'd get home from school and I just ride And I never revised at the weekend. I never did anything like that ever. Mm. I was so tunnel vision on the horses that I completely forgot about school to the point where I literally just left one day and I just never went back. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) And um, so I wouldn't recommend doing that. But yeah, I definitely think find a balance, but it's not a bad thing. And also I don't think it's a reflection on you in that, you know, don't feel like a failure because you need someone else to help you with the horse. It's not feasible to do everything at the same time. No. And I think as well, sort of going back on planning your time effectively, think oh the couple of days that I've got someone riding my horse those are going to be the days where I do the most amount of work and revision because then like you know you're not having to ride so you've got more time to study and then on the days that you're riding maybe be like oh I'm gonna have a day off from studying and then I'll spend the whole day with my horse or whatever but I definitely think the whole guilt surrounding or you know not wanting help almost I think that's like quite a key point I think a lot of people experience that or perhaps almost get a bit despondent because they're not being able to ride. And I don't want to use the word jealous, but almost like oh, not wanting someone to ride their own horse because they want to do it. And I totally get that because handing over the reins, you know, like pardon the pun, is quite difficult sometimes. <laughs> pun pardoned. But like you said, everybody needs help. Yeah. Yeah, I think almost swallow your pride. If you can afford it, go and get help. And know also that it's only a small chunk of your life is doing 
GCSEs or A-levels or whatever exams it is that you're doing and there will be an end point. So, you know, if you're feeling despondent about the fact that you can't ride every single day, try and find that balance and also know that it will come to an end. Yeah. And I think another important point actually as well is that is the idea surrounding choosing the appropriate person to train and ride your horse. So for me, for instance, if I was doing A-levels and I was still here, I'd obviously ask you guys to train my horse because I agree with your whole ethos surrounding training and how you ride your horses. So I think that's quite an important point as well. Really take time to think about who you want to ride your horse. You know, if you don't have a trainer that offers that service and you're sort of looking for freelance riders, I would think about that. You know, are they a sympathetic rider? Are they nice? Are they quiet? Are they light, soft? You know, all those different things. Are they confidence giving? Because you don't want to have someone ride your horse that isn't going to ride them the way that you ride them. Yeah, very good point. Otherwise, that's super confusing for the horse because you're going to get back on and they're going to be like, what are you asking me to do? Yeah. Okay, so our key points, financially viable, find the right type of rider for you and try not to feel guilt and know that it will come to an end. Yeah. And that you can still ride your horse as well. And also good luck for your exams. Yeah, best of luck. Keep keep revising. You'll be fine. Be an Evie, not a Joanna. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Dilemma 2, which I think is quite funny. Bit juicy. Okay. Hey, guys. So this is a tricky dilemma. How do I deal with a fellow livery person who keeps pinching my stuff? It started with me noticing a few things going missing that would accidentally turn up in her area, but just a hoof pick or brush. I didn't say anything at the time, but now it's escalated to me finding my saddle pads and even my spare bridle on her horse. I'm not a confrontational type person, but the longer I leave it, the worse it seems to be getting. Help, what should I do? My God. Drama central. What a cheeky little magpie. It's like an episode of Hollyoaks or something. It's not like an episode of Hollyoaks. <laughs> I've never seen Hollyoaks in my life. I think like a hoof pick and a brush, fine. Because yeah. everyone sort of accidentally picks up those sort of things. Stuff like that goes walkabouts on its own, I swear. Plus they're all very similar looking as well, like especially hoof picks. I mean, I was going missing on the yard all the time. But then... I, I reckon there's a hole somewhere that's just full of hoof picks, spare gloves, a nod over each boot. Because they just get lost in the ether, they really do. On IAD though, it's like a free-for-all, isn't it? I, I actually have never bought anything because I just know that it just sort of will go into the abyss with everything else. Like we, everyone shares everything, don't they? It's all communal. Yeah. It is just a free-for-all, really. <laughs> but I find that a lot easier than if like every individual person had their own individual stuff. Yeah, because I think otherwise it just creates a bit of beef because it's yeah. like, oh, that's mine. But when you're on like a proper livery yard That's like that, different. You have to have things like that are your own. Yeah. Especially if it's DIY and all the rest of it. Yeah. Because I know it seems petty, but if like, for instance, you've brought like shampoo or something for your horse and someone else keeps using it every week, that would go down so quickly. Yeah. And it's spenny as well. Like it's not cheap. Yeah. We're not just like endless money wells, It's not a bottomless we? pit. No. Okay. But for this dilemma, yeah, I would say for me, I'd find this really difficult because I'm like this person, I'm not confrontational in any See, way. See, I wouldn't. I literally, if I saw a brush on the other side of the yard that was mine, I would be like, have you nicked my brush? Yeah. And I would just say it in like a jokey... I mean, I even said that to the farrier the other week because I made him a cup of tea, as I always do. And then when he left, 
I couldn't see the mug anywhere. And I literally sent him a text. Had he stolen our mug? I put, I sent a text going, oh, have you nicked our mug? <laughs> and he said he hasn't, so God knows where it went. And I, I believe know. him. Unless he left it on the back of his van and drove off or something and it smashed it's, everywhere. Yeah. But I just messaged him straight away in like a jokey way. It's often like accidental, like people aren't just stealing things. But the problem with this dilemma is that she didn't say anything at the beginning. Yeah, that's now going to be a little bit awkward to like sort of rehash. Yeah, because yeah, I would just let it slide. Like if it was a brush or a hoof pick, I'd be like, yeah, fair enough. But that she actually saw her saddle pads and bridle on this person's horse. In saying that, saying, oh yeah, you know, because I thought most of the time it's accidental. That's not accidental. A bridle isn't accidental. Like, you no. know whether it's yours. I wonder whether this person asked if she could borrow it or not. Or if she asked to borrow it in the past. I don't know. It's still a bit weird, though, isn't, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Is it still in her area? Because that wasn't like... I don't know. Because it's almost worse if someone's borrowing your bridle and then putting it back in your space because then they know that it's yours. Yeah, Whereas yeah. if it's still in her yeah. space, it might just be that she genuinely is like ditzy and just didn't think. Or unless that's like in the tack room because it said it was a spare bridle. Oh. Uh, so it might be one that like she doesn't use every day. I don't know. I think it's tricky on livery yards, isn't it? Yeah. I used to be on one, but like years and years ago. But I was really lucky with the one that I was on. There was like no drama and everyone was really friendly and like stuff like that just didn't really happen but I do know quite a lot of people that have so much beef on their livery yards <laughs> yeah okay so what I would do is if you see it again if you see your stuff being used by other people on the on your yard then you've got to say something and you can say it in a really nice and polite way I would recommend waiting until it happened again and, yeah. and catching it in the moment because I think going up to somebody after the event even if you try and say it in a really nice way it still comes off as like really confrontational yeah even if you're like oh hi um i just wanted to chat to you about something yeah it's still like quite I'd, accusatory I'd, I'd immediately like get my like hackles up and be like wait that's, what? The, that's the thing so i think it's better to wait again until you almost catch her red-handed yeah and and then just sort of say in like a jokey way is that my bridal yeah is that my saddle pad and then it would be interesting to see what she said. And if she just brushes it off and is like, oh, I didn't realise, then I might start like not hiding my things, but like... Putting a lock on your... Just being like <laughs> a bit more secure with my stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I would say something then. If if you catch them again, red-handed or bridal-handed. <laughs> I bet if, if you want to borrow it, just ask. I'd be like, I'm happy for you to borrow my stuff, but like, just ask. Yeah. Or, or if you're not happy for that person to borrow the stuff, because if, if if someone's already just taken it without asking, I'd then be like, no, I'm not happy for you to borrow it because you. Especially if they've like readjusted the bridle for their horse, yeah. so then you put it on yours, not realizing that it's been changed, and then like the bits like. And a saddle pad as well, like for you know, sweaty. That, yeah, it would come back like hairy and grubby, and it might be like a lemur matchy matchy set. Mm. That'd be tragic. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, tragic owning one or <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i think you've got to see if you can catch them again red-handed and then it is time to put those brave pants on and have a word with them yeah because you might not know no that that's the thing like she genuinely might just be a bit ditzy and just have no idea and then then that's fine and she won't mind but if she's not being ditzy then she needs to be told yeah <laughs> like, she needs to be that's told. not okay that's not your stuff you can't no. just take it without asking no 
Ooh. I want to know the outcome though to this. Yeah, same. Yeah. Also, if anyone like has any more dilemmas sort of pertaining to like livery yards and drama, please send them in because I live for these sort of ones. Oh my god, yes. Yeah, like the Because we're not on a livery yard. Our yard's like boring for that. Not that you want to like yeah. be on a drama filled yard, but like We're very drama free here. Yeah, we are, but also because it's like a professional yard and there's only like three of us. Yeah. Everyone shares everything and yeah. it's just very relaxed and we're not de- dealing with lots of different personalities no. and things like that. No. Everyone shares everything. Mm. It's um, nice. Yeah, it's a nice little community we've got going on. But yeah, let us know what happens. Also, what I wanted to say as well is that if you don't tell this person now, it's a slippery slope. I mean, it started with a hoof pick and it's already upgraded to a bridle. She might be taking your horse out next. Yeah, you'll see her entered for a competition, <laughs> yeah. riding your horse. You're like, oh, sorry, I didn't realise that this was your horse. Yeah, <laughs> I booked him in for another. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking him clear around jumping next week. Yeah, because like, when's it going to stop? Yeah. You should take your car as well. <laughs> take your husband, <laughs> take your dog. That happens. See, told you it's like Hollyoaks. It, it is, it is. They should do a <laughs> programme actually on a livery yard, like a reality TV. I think it would be hilarious. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. Maybe send us in any funny livery stories you've got why don't horse and country do that though actually (laughs) like great like a reality (laughs) tv show based on a livery yard because like i don't know anyone that wouldn't watch that because it would just be so funny ever you need to paint in this idea right now what like copyright it yeah yeah that's true i'm full of good ideas Okie dokie, guys. So, obviously, last episode we spoke about our equestrian icks and we asked you guys to send yours in. And firstly, thank you because we love them. We got a lot sent in as well, actually. Yeah. We've only picked like a few, but. I think it's amazing, like the the bugbears that people have <laughs> in like within the equestrian industry that some of them like I wouldn't have even thought of some of them I'm guilty of doing but also I just want to say as well I love like the little community that we're fostering because I know we haven't got like that many followers yet because we're still like very new and all the rest of it but the followers that we do have they're like you guys are like super sweet and like loyal and dedicated and like interactive and it's just really nice to like put a like post out like that and get so many responses back and like connect with so many other like horsey people i really enjoyed getting these sent through they really made me laugh you made every day you did but i'll read some out matchy matchy sets with a vomit emoji (laughs) this is controversial because there are going to be a lot of people out there that literally live in matchy matchy yeah i'm not sure how i feel about it i find certain matchy matchy sets like like such an ick especially you know like the dijon colors yeah like the mustard yellow and really bright green yeah i don't like that and also sometimes for me i think matchy matchy can be taken too far yeah so i don't mind say like matching bandages with like a matching numner i think that looks super smart but when it's like matching bandages matching numner matching top matching hat silk you know when matching it's ear bonnet yeah that for me i'm a bit like whoa yeah a little bit of an egg <laughs> would you agree i would agree with you oh i liked this one people that don't fully zip their riding boots up slash do the poppers up brackets guilty myself cry face <laughs> i don't think i've ever done that i haven't done that but i've seen a lot of people that do 
that like zip them up like halfway. And that links to like another one as well where somebody wrote like your hair down when you're riding. Oh my God, that's so, like your, your hair's down and you just put a riding hat over oh it. My, and it's like, <laughs> and it's like over your ears. Like you do you, hun, but I'm just like practically like that would drive me potty. You see that quite a lot in like movies and stuff, don't you? But you I just plop a hat on. I was riding today and I've got a hair bobble in at the moment that's that's like really stretched. You know how they can stretch out. Mm-hmm. And I, I do my hair always in like a low bun. And I tied it up. And then as I was doing sitting trot around like the short side, I looked in the mirror and like my hair was falling out. Oh no. And it was like flapping. And that, even that really bothered me. Yeah. And I'm like, it's basically just a low ponytail. Like it's fine. But I was like twitching. I was like, oh my God, I look like a raggedy mare. I cannot have a single like piece of hair out of line when I'm riding. Let alone have, you know, all your hair out. Oh my God. Maybe we should try doing some of these icks. What? Oh my god, wouldn't that be funny? Yeah, that we would should be try funny. it. We should make like a little video. Or... So matchy matchy sets with hair down and half zipped up boots. Oh my god. I'd die. And my feet are actually like twitching at the thought. Alrighty then, guys. So we have a very busy few weeks coming up, which means the content on this podcast is going to be phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> but it also means we're going to be very tired. So. Yeah. Yeah, bear with us. Energy levels might be low. Yeah. But we'll have stuff to talk about. <laughs> yeah, we will. Other we than will. the weather. Oh. oh, God. Yeah, so very excited. So when this comes out, our fall will actually be due the following week. Yeah. Which is terrifying. Yeah, we've got a fall due in two weeks. And the day that the fall is due, I'm at the Nationals. <laughs> yeah. Busy, busy, busy. Very busy. But then even before that, we've got a two-day competition, stay away show. with Just a local, but we decided just... We're just going to camp out there overnight. Over. Yeah, we've got a two-day show with Simba and Terry, which is going to be <laughs> very like, exciting. Just out of context, they're probably like the quirkiest horses on the yard. I know, aren't they? <laughs> and they're going together. It's going to be... I and know. it's us too as well, and we might be on our own. <laughs> I know. Nervous laughter. Yeah, Evie was like, oh, so, you know, you might need to hold Terry, but you might also... <laughs> be you might need to be on Simba so you might need to hold <laughs> Terry from on top of Simba and I was like I'm getting mm, on yeah not sure how that one's gonna it, work it's just we shouldn't stress until we know the timings yeah I'm not too stressed no I think it'll be absolutely fine I just think it'll be quite funny I went through one of my tests today which is the hardest test that Simba has ever been through and I gave myself 80% that's lovely yeah <laughs> I had a completely different session yeah <laughs> didn't uh, go very well no. I rode like one line of the test and I was just like <laughs> no not today's agent no. no so yeah so we've got that next week then we've got a little trip down to the seaside oh yeah to see our friend Scarlett that will be really fun that'll be really little fun trip down the coast um, a little frolic that, in the sea I'm not frolicking in the sea <laughs> no I'm not either girl. it's too cold but that is also all subject to when the mare is going to have her foal I really want to be here when she falls down. So basically, guys, she's due on the day that I'm competing. But in the past, she's been on the dot both years, hasn't she? She's had two falls and it's been sort of in the night. Yeah. Hasn't it? So I'm really hoping I'll be back. Yeah. I'll be really annoyed if I'm not because I really enjoyed it last time. <laughs> you really, yeah. It's a magical experience. But I had Nelly really at the time. Is. Nelly's my dog and like she was like three month old puppy. Do you remember? Nelly came to watch. <laughs> she was like three months old and I was like, this is how a baby's born. <laughs> yeah. I literally stay up with her all night. And then when she's like imminently falling, I like run screaming to the house to go and get you guys. I really hope it's all like in chronological order. So like we go to Addington, we go to the seaside, (laughs) 
I go to the Nationals, she falls down that night. I hope everything sort of goes swimmingly. Yeah, I, I mean, I really hope that, you know, the birth is fine and that everything's yeah. okay. Touch wood, touching my head. It's quite nervous. Yeah. It's quite a nerve-wracking time. You know, I just hope for a healthy, happy baby. I'm quite nervous for the Nationals as well because I don't know why. But it's, well, it's a big event, isn't it? Yeah. I think also, depending on said foal arrival, Evie and I will be at the Nationals. Oh, yeah. Hopefully. Doing some little podcast advertisement. But yeah, also what I would like to say as well is at the moment, Terry's not going like as well as he usually does because his coat's changing and he always struggles during this time of year. He's quite a sensitive horse and he's a very hot horse. So when his coat's coming through, he sort of feels like gross in himself and he's a bit like, yeah, I don't like it. If anyone has any tips with how to speed up the summer coat coming <laughs> through, because Terry still looks like a little mole rat at the moment. Mm. He's still like pink, he's like pink, orange, beige, like loads of different colours, a little bit hairy on his shoulders and not really. And I put him out without a rug on in the sun, which is meant to help. But if anyone has any other like tips, like maybe I should bath him, then let me know because he's got two weeks to get a beautiful summer coat. <laughs> and when this comes out, you'll have one week. Yeah. <laughs> I just get, saw the fear in Evie's eyes. For him to get a summer coat. <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys. But anyway, I hope you are having a lovely Easter Monday, eating all the chocolate, and we will talk to you next week. Bye. <laughs> I didn't I didn't want to say we'll see you next week. Yeah. I'm not gonna see them. We had that conversation last time. You'll listen to us next week. Next week. Alrighty then guys. Love you bye. Love you bye. bye.